Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to sit down and talk with amazing humans about their journey with mental health. Uh, for this episode, I'm so happy to introduce Deirdre McKenna to the conversation. Welcome, Deirdre. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm doing very thank well, thank you. I'm good. good. I'm so glad to see you. Um, thank you for reaching out. So just a quick introduction. How do I know Deirdre? Uh, I'll let you do the proper introductions, let people know what you do and who you are. Um, so uh, Deirdre reached out to me when I put out a call for anybody who would be interested in uh, participating in podcasts. And I had a message uh, to say you would, which was fantastic. Um, I always love it when people willingly volunteer to come in to have a chat, to just talk about some of the experiences of their lives and so this is it we're here we've come together uh we're going to record this session for the next half an hour and it's just fantastic to meet you pleasure to see you obviously virtually in person um thank you very much you I, know, I know you're in spain at the moment as well so um yeah, yeah. we're getting some sunshine here now so it's all good so That's introduction brilliant. from you then deirdre off you go yeah so thanks very much for having me and i i guess really just um it's important, I feel, with the work I'm doing to be open as well on a podcast or just to kind of tell a little bit about my story. So I'm, um, I'm an occupational health nurse and I'm a wellness facilitator. So I've worked in large multinational and facilitated corporate wellness for the last five years. And I'm also an advanced yoga teacher. So that's kind of my, my work slash passion, really. Um, so, so that's me. That's my introduction. Brilliant stuff. No, I appreciate yeah. that. So we'll, we'll get into sort of the work that you do as well. And we'll bring that into the conversation, I'm sure, towards the end. But the big question, as always, as I always ask in this, is your journey with mental health. And you define what that looks like, what that means. But, you know, tell us a story. Let's know a little bit more about who you, who you really are. And that will be lovely to hear. So I'm going to let you take that and run with it where you want. Yeah, great. So um, I suppose it really just... I, I'm, I'm from a family of, well, there was nine altogether, now it's eight, so I'm, I'm in the middle. And I have four sisters and two brothers. Uh, my mum and my dad is now passed away 11, nearly 12 years now. So, um, so yeah, so I, I grew up in a very big family and uh, we all had to share. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, a busy, busy household. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to kind of, to tell you a little bit about my background really because my my father was a doctor so he was a big influencer in my life and my mum uh, was a nurse and um so basically we I grew up in a household that talked a lot about uh, medicine and um health and patients and the surgery and the busy surgery and the busy work life that you know my mum and dad had at the time growing up and um, yeah, so I mean, I, I was influenced a lot by that and I became a nurse as a result of that. Went to London nursing um, at the age of 18. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I left school. So off I went and just followed in the same footsteps as my mom and my elder sister. So, um, so yeah, I spent, spent six years in London um, nursing and traveled all around and really, I suppose, uh, developed a great I real love for looking after people and caring. And uh, I think, you know, really my mom saw that in me from a young age that, you know, uh, Dee is kind of sensitive. She's very caring. Yep. And let's, you know, I think you need to go to London. <laughs> She's, you know, that was it. Oh, really? really, that the decision was made and off I went. So I didn't really know 
would it suit me but you know my path was there and off I went and met amazing people along the way nursing in London um looked after all sorts and had all sorts of experiences in London um which was you know real eye-opener at the age of 18 kind of going off and uh you know, living in a hall as a residence with loads of other nurses and uh, barely making ends meet, going in and out to the hospital, getting up at six in the morning to go to the other side of London to do 12-hour shifts. And, you know, it was a real immersion of from your safe home in Cork in Ireland to, okay, here you go. You know, you're in, you're, you're, you're right in it now and you need to just sink or swim. So, you know, at the time when I was training, I know that the nursing has changed a lot now, but and it's more college based. But we did three months on the ward and then like a month in college and then three months on the wards was very practical. Yeah. And we were literally immersed into the wards straight away, uh, shadowing nurses and doctors and just literally getting getting a firsthand experience, really, of working with people working with people in a very vulnerable situations yeah. um, very worried people very upset people because they were unwell and you know so it was to say it was a learning experience it really was a learning experience of of the nature of people and and understanding and really seeing people at a vulnerable time in their lives so it was really interesting and and really rewarding i must say um and on the same the same strand too, quite quite um, a lot to take in mentally as well. When when you're kind of going in twelve hours, you're running around, you're looking after. I think at one point there would have been two nurses on a thirty-four bedded bay, you know, with uh, eight high dependency patients coming back from surgery. One care assistant doing all the blood pressures and pulses, and then you've got to give all the medication and hope to God that somebody isn't going to get very ill overnight. Yeah, you know, course, yeah. so so it was. A lot of pressure for a young girl. And, and, you know, a lot of my colleagues would have said the same at 18, 19, going over to London doing this, this work, you know. But it's not, um, I suppose it's not uncommon and it still happens and it's still happening for, for nurses today and, you know, that are going into very busy, busy situations. So anyway, that was my training. And I went off from London over to Australia, New Zealand. Uh, I, I took my work over there and I travelled Australia, New Zealand as a nurse. So I had um, lots of experience under my belt. I finished my degree in London and I spent a, a year or two doing agency nursing. And then I, I got to travel with the nursing, which was amazing. So, and that again is a, it's an interesting kind of dynamic as well. When you're a nurse or doctor, you understand that, you know, it's very much a sick patient. Here is a sick patient in Australia and you can actually adapt your skills and move into different countries which is it's it's fairly cool as well it's brilliant you know that you can do that um and it's a huge learning in that as well so that was australia new zealand and when i came back from from australia new zealand i decided that i didn't want to work as a nurse in the ward anymore i wanted to go into preventative health so i worked in the well clinic in dublin and i came back to dublin and i worked in uh, top-to-toe um, preventative health clinic which was a uh, screening for health insurance clients and uh, also for um, uh, private clients to help them I suppose really understand um, a little bit about keeping themselves healthy health promotion lifestyle diet 
uh, blood, stress ECGs, all of that kind of thing, and, and kind of weight management programs. So I did that for a period of time. Then, um, then I got some terrible news that my father was diagnosed with uh, cancer, unknown primary, secondary in the lungs, and my whole world fell down around me. So, so this was kind of in my early 30s and just really, I was living in Dublin at the time and I was really distraught and very, very upset. And he, was, he wasn't getting along to live, you know, and he, I suppose being a doctor and knowing his fate as well, it was very, very uh, upsetting for all of our family and for everybody that knew him. So um, I spent my time then going back every single weekend to Cork um, to visit my dad, who I was very, very close with and adored. He was really, a really, really close person in my life. And so um, it was kind of uh, the, the trek up to, up to, down to Cork and then back up to Dublin and cried all the way down, cried all the way back kind of scenario for the bones of four or five months. And then when he got very, very ill, I moved home. Um, so, and then he sadly passed away. He, he had, I think he had eight months. He was given three months. And um, so, yeah, it was a huge loss. And it was, I suppose, the first really huge loss in my life. I mean, I did lose my granny, like, you know, uh, who I knew all my life, but it was a different dynamic. I think your, 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 your father or your mother or a sibling is, is, is just really huge. Yeah. So, um, so that was, uh, that changed my world. I came back from Cork to, came back to move to Cork and um, had to kind of, you know, I suppose just had, I, I can barely remember that year actually. Yeah. It was like a big old haze. But um, I ended up getting another job doing, a, in a pharmaceutical company, doing a nurse advisor role for cholesterol and, diabetes patients and that that actually was great it was a great little side focus while I was grieving but what I didn't do in the first year was get any um, counseling or anything like that right. being a nurse I kind of navigated my own way through it and basically thought yeah I'd be grand and you know I know what to do and I go and do my exercise and all of that but a year later I was diagnosed with the mumps um and I also was diagnosed with asthma and uh, became very, very unwell. And um, it didn't help that I hadn't kind of got any help for my grief either. And I wasn't really coping very well. So I got into a real rush and then mm. it was on antibiotics and I was getting sick all the time. And so I kind of went into a bit, a bit of a decline mentally and physically and um, just really kind of went around in circles for about a year or so, you know, just really not feeling well. So um, I went to my GP, I went for counselling then, I went did CBT, went for counselling all that, went to my GP and uh, basically my GP at one point said, look, maybe you need to go on antidepressants for a while just to kind of get you out of the slump. And uh, I wasn't happy with that right. personally. Because yeah. um, I kind of felt that there must be another way you know, that, you know, that I knew that if I had a path, another way that somebody said, look, do this for a little while, that maybe I could figure it out myself. So, and I would be somebody that would be quite analytical and I would think a lot, you know, so I kind of had, 
exhausted lots of avenues. I'd done all of the right things. So I'd done the CBT, I'd done the counselling, I'd done my little bit of exercise. Then the asthma was holding me back from the exercise. Yeah. So things were all a bit <laughs> askew. So what I did was I went just along to a yoga class indoors because it was relaxed. Yep. And what I found was it really helped. And I found that because I was kind of in fight or flight mode and all kind of stressed and not quite writing myself that I was calming myself in the class. And that was kind of the start of a new journey for me. So that kind of opened up. uh, Okay, I'll go back to another class. Okay, I'll do two classes a week. Actually, this is kind of really nice. And maybe I'll do three classes a week and started to kind of feel better. And even when I was doing the classes, I didn't realize that this is actually working on you kind of thing. But in hindsight, when I look back, I think that was definitely the catalyst, you know. So, um, So that brings me to really telling you that um, I started to investigate more into yoga and I started training and I actually went along and started training in yoga then after I suppose a few months um, and yeah. became a yoga teacher. Um, so I did 200 hours training uh, with a whole load, a whole load of other girls and a couple of guys. And interestingly, they all had a bit of a story to tell in their own way. Yeah. As, as to how on a deep kind of granular level that yoga was helping them. Um, so that, I found that very interesting. And uh, being in the preventative health field um, and giving advice to people all the time and meeting all sorts, really, uh, giving health advice, you know, it was kind of really, really interesting to me that, you know, actually all the health advice I'm giving, you know, there is something here that needs to be looked at and that is that there's a fundamental uh, experience that people need to experience to really navigate their own world in a different way and actually doing yoga and breathing and practicing mind-body connection is actually another path that Mm -hmm. people don't know about and I found that path long time back you know but um it, it was huge like i mean and i feel that it's certainly a, a very very important thing to get across to people that actually you know for me being a triathlete so i did triathlon okay. and i would be a very driven person so in my personal life i would have always been running or doing a marathon or yep. doing all this kind of stuff and i'd be a bit of a pusher so for somebody that is a bit of a pusher and then told well you have to surrender now because you're sick and you're not feeling well and it's very hard to surrender yeah and, and the yoga when i started i remember thinking this is so slow this is so not what i want to do and this is you know really not me so it was interesting to kind of to understand that you know actually slow is the new strong i believe Okay. And you can learn a lot by slowing down and and actually quieting down and not pushing so much. And what I have learned as well, I mean, I've a lot, I've done a lot of reading and personal development on over the years. But what I have learned is that, um, you know, you kind of just need to surrender and kind of 
allow yourself to uh, digest things in more of a, I suppose, in kind of a more of a creative feminine way. And the thing is, we everybody is a bit of masculine and feminine in them, yep. and um, men and women. And uh, I believe that we're, li we're living in a very yang world, which is kind of go, 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 action, 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 do, do, do. And now that we have computers and all of that around us, it's even giving us that more pushy feeling in life. And it's like, you know, you know it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And actually, by slowing down, you, you're actually inviting space in your life, in your head, in your heart, and you can breathe. And it's very, very important for people to know that, to stop, that actually taking a break and stopping in life is a really, really important thing to do. Yeah. And um, I, I kind of, even sometimes I have to kind of really uh, pull back and go, well, what's this telling me now? I'm pushing now. And I can almost feel myself pushing in life sometimes and I actually have to stop and pull yeah. right back. So it's like this ebb and flow. And I suppose I have to practice what I preached because my yoga name is Yoga Flowdy. So I need to live within that, right. <laughs> what you know, that flow. Yeah. But saying that, um, I'd also just like to tell you a little bit about the other elements of what I do with Five Time. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, no worries. I, I'm loving it. I just think it's fascinating. And I love the slow is the new strong. I've written that one down. That's, uh, yeah, I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to think about that one and, and ponder it a little bit more, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah carry on you've got more time no problem at all okay I just um yeah so I could talk for hours on that but I just <laughs> kind of feel that I think that we need to be living our lives with the, the rhythm of nature and we need to be mm. looking more at that ebb and flow in life like you know winter time you know is a time to slow down and it is a time maybe to get up a little bit later and allow your body to work with the rhythms of nature and actually eat the foods of nature we know all of this but do we do it? And are we working in that way? Are we kind of working against the grain all the time? Yeah. You know, it's like me, I have to say, like, I mean, I've, I've been constantly straightening my hair and I, it's so funny because the hairdresser said to me a couple of months ago, he's like, stop straightening your hair, <laughs> you know, really? just leave it alone, you know? And I'm like, okay, it's more of the, what are we trying to do? Square peg, round hole, like just be, mm. Just be, let yourself be. And maybe you need to step back, slow down to let yourself be. Yep. And uh, I'm still learning how to let myself be. You yeah. know, it's like we've got all this. Um, sometimes I do think as well, we could be shooting ourselves in the foot with all this perfectionism, these beautiful headstands and this amazing body and all this. And it's just like, it's, it's almost like we're, in one way, it's fantastic and it looks great, but in another way, it's really shooting ourselves in the foot and putting us all under enormous pressure to be. Oh gosh, yeah. Be what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's kind of one element, and I love to bring that into my teaching and when okay. I teach my class, it's very much kind of like I actually just I feel into what people need, mm -hmm. and I feel into the expression of what I how I am, and then it just it just it becomes right because of the feeling as opposed to the thinking it out all the time. And I've learned through my own journey is that, you know, actually feeling into things is better than thinking into things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to step back and actually give yourself space to feel as opposed to think all the time. 
Um, so that's that's one thing. And I just wanted to say, it's funny because uh, just being a nurse and I suppose coming on along my path, you know, I, I kind of worked in um, a large multinational for five years and I was kind of, my passion was, I literally went to my boss when I started and I said, look, I'd love to, to, to own the wellness project. Um, and he was like, yeah, do what you want with it. That's grand, you're the occupational health nurse. You know, there's only one or two programs running, maybe you can make it a bit bigger. And that at the time was the way it was in Ireland because they were the health insurance companies were giving little nice to know buffers to the companies to say, look, this is, thank you very much for using our service. Um, and now here's a lovely program, skin checks for, for you guys in the summertime. I'll send a doctor into your workplace. So that's kind of what the way it was back five or six, about six years ago now, six yeah. years ago. So um, I started doing a little bit of discovery and uh, I developed a program, I'm called it Thrive. In, in, formerly we were another company, we merged. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, maybe not, you know, but it doesn't really matter, I don't think. But yeah. formerly we were another company and then we merged into another tech company. So basically in the former company, I had called our program Thrive and brought a committee together of people. And um, we just developed a structure around deciding on programs, deciding on the calendar of events, yeah. merging it in with national health days, doing kind of surveys to see what people wanted. And it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. And basically we won, we, we merged then with another company, but we won platinum for, for the for the um, the wellness and we also won a global uh, webbing award as well for mm -hmm. Ireland yeah and Cork was the mentor site at the time so I'm very proud of that because I feel very personally responsible for that th those wins yeah but interestingly enough um there were times I remember walking down in work just literally going you know god like that you know people don't realize how hard this is and how much there is in this work you know to coordinate to bring things together and there's so many th great things but to give it back to the company yeah. was huge you know so so I suppose that brings me to where I'm at now I mean um so we developed a service it ran very well things have changed now with the COVID pandemic as we know and what I see is loads of companies now floundering they're yeah. floundering mm -hmm. back I was back six years ago yep. saying okay it's like one or two people there in the company sitting there saying I've got to do all of this for the whole company mm -hmm. everybody's got great ideas and there's so many great people out there but actually to put this together is an almighty project almighty and there's a lot involved in resourcing it in bringing it to fruition and getting it right as well and then constantly assessing it and getting the metrics for the company and all that so uh, I've developed part of my work so I'll just bring you to the kind of yeah. that part now so I do teach yoga I teach yoga online and I also I'm also teaching on the beach at the moment here which I'm really loving because you can stop hear it. the ocean in the background stop it, stop it. Cool. yeah and then I'm also, I've developed a few products. So I was made redundant back in June. Mm -hmm. Lots of personal changes in my own life. And I've developed a few products to go back to corporate with. 
and for individuals and groups and small businesses. So basically I have my yoga classes, but I also have a blueprint strategy for workplace wellness, which is basically a step-by-step -step guide. Okay. And really it is a consultation service where I help businesses uh, to get, get kind of the vision and the scope of what is in scope, out of scope, and what they want to bring with their own unique identity to their brand of wellness. And I, I help with that because I know there's lots of little multi-facets to go in there. Sure, little yeah. things yeah. that need to be included. And I can help with, it's what I like to do is create a space for people to say, look, get it all out and then literally put it all together. Yeah. Um, and then there's a one very important part and that is, is a kind of dialogue which, which does need further airing out so there's two there's two parts to the the strategy the one is looking at the actual problems really and that could take quite a bit of time to iron out sure, yeah. uh, for for leaders and but then the second part is actually literally rolling out a strategy you know and then i think the first part needs to go on tick away in the background for quite a period of time and i think over the pandemic that's what's happening and i think what's happening now is what i see is there's a lot of noise there's, there's so much noise and there's probably i would imagine in the companies a lot of people around the table all having great ideas and nothing's being nothing's clear it's no clear clarity so i help with that i help with that and um, i have my classes i help with the strategy and i've done just one or two other projects which would be just a yoga and well-being course for six weeks so okay. that's really for any company that wants to avail of it, kind of a bespoke course. Um, I do microbake solutions, which is often seen on LinkedIn. It's really just three minutes of stopping and breathing or doing something that's going to help you with a healthy habit. Um, and that's really for people that have absolutely no interest or not even on the wavelength of any kind of mental health, maybe, or maybe they're just soaked into their work that they take three minutes out. Okay. The other thing I do is I do well-being workshops with interchangeable modules. And what that it has is a lovely kind of bespoke quality of my clinical knowledge as well as my holistic and my own understanding to bring it together for people and, and deliver it out. So they're, they're workshops. Um, is there anything else? I don't want to clutter up. No, that's uh, fine. You, you, you've covered some some big topics there as well, and 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 I think what's interesting is this this realization that or the you know that this is true, right? It's companies are now starting to realize they need to do something about well-being, you know, and it's a bit yeah. sort of missed an opportunity. Well, it, exactly, and there is also um there's what I'm finding now in this entrepreneurial journey as well is there's also a lot of pivoting and changing and adapting. Yeah. So like one program might be there, but actually I feel now I, I have a program now that I've just literally been working on yep. and there's not much change in it, but it needs to be advertised mm -hmm. in a different way yep. that I can support employees now going back to work. So I can create a space for an hour once a week where they come on board with me and we yep. do some techniques. We have a bit of space. And as I said, at the start, it's, it's actually understanding that slowing down and creating the space is the key. Yeah. 
it is it is it, you're absolutely right i you know i talk about having the ability to find time in our days you know we need to find that time to recover and and to repair from activities that we do we just don't give ourselves enough breathing space do we it's such an important part of of everything um Deirdre, we are coming right to the end of this now yeah. this this half hour has just sort of gone past so quickly and your story is is incredible to understand sort of where you started and how you've sort of evolved and some of those learnings those experiences that you obviously you know give you the power and the passion to to make the changes yeah. and to support more people because you've obviously seen a huge amount and experienced your own um you know you know your own moments where things have been difficult as well so um just want to say a huge thank you for sharing that firstly um i'll just throw it back to you in a second just to say if you've got any wise words or tips or thoughts just to finish off just to say any any final thoughts from you final thoughts okay yeah. um put you on the spot okay um if you haven't tried yoga do it okay interesting <laughs> definitely do it whether yep. you're man woman old or young i think uh, it's the one one activity that's going up and up and up yeah and the one is it's the one activity as well sports activity that's being well researched hugely yeah. researched at the moment and it's it's coming out with amazing neuroscience uh results and it's it's being constantly looked at and i don't think it's going away i think it's going to be here yeah. forever and ever and ever amen so get on board get on your mat Come on down to me if you want. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, you're at the beach, so so that's perfect. I'm on the beach. You're on the you beach. Come to the I beach. Think, come to Spain, or else come online. And then uh, the second thing is, um, wherever you are, I think in your life, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm only hopefully halfway through my life, but um, I think it's just very important to actually stop and just actually turn off all the technology and actually go off and have a good break yeah. like a good dust out of your head if whether it be for two weeks whether it be for a month yeah. that it's it's actually required and if you're kind of constantly on go 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 all the time something's going to give yeah. and that's the thing and i think the regular breaks in work on life the space is kind of, it's like a healthy habit. It's like washing your teeth. You have to do it. You actually have to do it. You have to give you an hour. Like somebody that's working kind of constantly saying, no, I'm gonna miss done this done. There's going to be a time then where you're actually really exhausted after two weeks or burnt out, or you're, you're going to get very stressed out. So I just think it needs to be a healthy uh, habit of integration and then go go more, let your body go more with the lunar cycles and the cycles of nature. Wow. That's it. Holistic me that, coming out. Here. That is that is it, isn't it? It's simple yeah. stuff, you know. I've I've not got to yoga. I just feel I don't have the uh, the flexibility for the yoga I guess that's the thing that's always putting me off but I guess you can do it very gently so um, maybe it is worth me having a look for the yoga mat you don't, can I just say you don't have to be flexible to do yoga at all I think that's the thing that's I think been... that's the thing is that the pictures of people up in their heads and all that <laughs> it's kind of like you don't need to you don't need to do all that you know? I want to do you it just I need want basic yeah. basic stuff like I, I teach the basics Okay. You don't need the basic stuff. You don't need to be this amazing body and skinny, and it really doesn't really matter what size you are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You come on down and you do a stretch. One day it's really hard. The next day it gets easier, and that's just the way it is. 
-hmm. and you feel better yeah and you create space in your body and your mind there we go. Well, couldn't have asked for a better sales pitch on it, right? So I don't need to be flexible. I just, yeah. Yeah, it gets better every day. Perfect. Space of mind. I love it. Um, Deirdre, thank you so much for, for this session. I really enjoyed listening to your story. I really so much. love the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're more than yeah. welcome. Um, for anybody that is still listening, if you are struggling, if you do have any worries or concerns, or you would like to ask any questions, please do feel free to reach out. I know Deirdre and myself, of course, we're more than happy to, to answer anything if anybody has any questions. Um, also, if you are struggling and you feel that there's nobody to talk to, please do know there is always somebody out there that you can reach out to. Please do reach out. Um, Samaritans exist today to help support conversations where you just might need a safe space to just say a few things. Uh, you can call them 116123 and uh, yeah, it's free to call. Please do know there's always somebody there. But there are many organisations out there that want to help and support you. So please don't feel that you're on your own. Wish you all the very best, Deirdre. Thank you so much for today. And I'll thanks so much. Take care. Look Thank after you. Yourself. Thank you.